Uh, today, we're going to look at some scriptures. Our title is Union with Christ Through the Blood. So we're going to look at a few scriptures that show you that the reason you are in Christ is because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going to begin our study today in Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, while you're going there, I'll just review just a little bit briefly. We've come to understand through the uh, word that we have taught uh, that you are in Christ. And to be in Christ means that you're engrafted into him. You are in union with him. And you are one with him in spirit. We use the illustration that Jesus used in John chapter 15. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. So we can do nothing of any eternal value. We can do nothing without him. Praise the Lord. So we trust him in all things. Praise God. That Jesus is at work in us to will and to do. The Father is working in us to will and to do of his own good pleasure. And working in us and working through us. Praise the Lord. So then, we're in union with Christ. So today in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 12, it says, At that time you were without Christ. (coughs) Pardon me. At that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. So this is a description of you before you got saved. So I'm going to read it again. At that time you were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But thank God, verse 13. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. You who sometimes were far off, far away from God, without God, without hope, without Christ, without covenant, without promise. But thank God we have Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank God Jesus' blood has made us near, made us nigh. Hallelujah. So there is a supernatural connection. There is a connection between the blood of Jesus Christ And who you are in Christ. Or what you have in Christ. Or what you can do in and through Christ. We could say that there's blood on every promise. Every promise has the blood of Jesus on it. Every promise of God. All the promises of God in Him are what? Yes and amen. He said they're not yea and nay or yes and no. But they are yes And amen, yes, to the promises of God. So whatever he's promised, he has already said yes to it. And Jesus is the emphatic yes. He is the yes. He is the jubilee. He is the one who set us free. Praise God. He is the one 
who by his blood being shed, thank God, we're no longer without God and without Christ and without hope and without covenant and without promise, but we're with God and in Christ and union with Christ and one with Christ, and we have promise and we have covenant. We have a covenant, a new covenant based on the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a covenant and we have many promises that are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. So we need to have a good yes and amen in our mouth, praise God, in our hearts, praise God, that God has already said yes, Jesus is the yes. He is the guarantee of every promise of God. He has guaranteed that the promise is good. He's already done what it took in order for that promise to be made good unto you and the blessing of the promise be made reality in your experience. God has already made it good in Christ Jesus. He is your eternal jubilee. There is not just one special year of jubilee. Now there is an eternal jubilee. Jesus Christ is your jubilee. He is the one who set you free. He is the one that is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, your banner, your victor, your captain. He is Jehovah. He is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, your peace. He is Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord, your righteousness, and so on. He is your everything. He covers it all. Jesus is your all in all. He is one who has done it all so that you could receive all and you could have all in Christ Jesus. You're an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. How is it that you got in the family? How is it that you got in the body? How is it that you came to be one with Jesus Christ? How is it? It is by birth. You were born again, born into the family. You were born. You were adopted as well, God says. He he has adopted you as a son. You are a son or daughter of God. You are born into the family, and you are blood-bought. Hallelujah. And you have Jesus' blood. Hallelujah. Your blood has become Jesus' blood. In other words, Jesus' blood has washed your sins away and you're in the family of God. Even if your family has some bad history, thank God you got some promising future. Hallelujah, because Jesus... We all had bad history. We all sin and come short of the glory of God. But we have a promise, hallelujah, in Christ Jesus. We have a covenant with God in Christ Jesus. We, it is a blood covenant, hallelujah. Somebody say, Jesus is Lord. So every promise has blood on it, and every promise is good because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Go with me to Colossians. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians 1. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In verse 13, it says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness? I don't have it in my notes here, but... The verse before says, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us able or meet or worthy to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Hallelujah. That means you get to partake. 
Anybody eat breakfast this morning? That means you partook. If you didn't eat, you didn't partake. Right? So when you take of the promise of God and realization of experience, that's a partaking. God's made you able. Giving thanks to the Father who has made you able. In other words, get up and thank God. Hallelujah. Thank God that he's made you able to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in light. Whoo! Hallelujah. So you're in the light. Next verse. Who hath delivered us? Verse 13. Who hath delivered us? From what? The power of darkness. Other translations say the tyranny of darkness or the dominion of darkness. Jesus has delivered you. Somebody say, I've been delivered. delivered. Who hath? Who hath? Who hath? Jesus. God. Amen? Amen? Or you could just say, God hath. Or Jesus hath. God hath delivered us. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, from the authority of darkness or the tyranny of darkness. God has delivered us from that, from the power of darkness, and he has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So when you were born again, you were born again into a family. We are a family. We're a big family. We're a local family, but we have a lot bigger family. The family of God, there's a family in heaven and a family on the earth. It's the same family. There's family all over the earth, all around the world. There's family. Hallelujah. So you can go anywhere in the world. They're saved. They're family. They're born again. They're family. They've been born into the same family. All different cultures, all different races, all different tribes, all different tongues, but they're family. We're all family, born into the same family. By the same rebirth, same new birth, born again, born into the family of God. Well, you're also born into the kingdom of God. When you get born again, you get translated. You get transferred, other translations say. You get transferred. You get a transfer. If you're in the Air Force, you know, people in the Air Force here locally, they get a transfer. That means they got to leave Las Vegas and go somewhere else. They got a transfer. Praise God. Well, when we got born again, we got a transfer. You move from one kingdom to another kingdom. You got transferred. You made a move. Hallelujah. Jesus moved you out of the kingdom of darkness and moved you in to the kingdom of God's dear son. Hallelujah. You're in a new kingdom. You're in the kingdom of God's dear son. In this kingdom, it is a kingdom of light. Hallelujah. Because that's what it said, verse, verse 12, right? It's a kingdom of light. It's a kingdom of life. It's a kingdom that coexists with the kingdom you came out of. In other words, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. We're in the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of darkness is in this world, and it's all around here. It's all around us, and so we're in this kingdom of God. We've been born into the kingdom of God, transferred, translated, transplanted. One translation says you've been planted. You've been replanted. 
You've been planted in the house of God. You've been planted in the kingdom of God. You've been planted in Jesus Christ. You've been, you've been transferred. Hallelujah. You used to be in an old pot. Now you're in a new pot. Hallelujah. You're in God. You're in Christ. Hallelujah. You've been transplanted. So then you've been transplanted out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. Hallelujah. Woo! All right. Verse 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. In whom? Who's that talking about? That's Christ. In Christ. In whom or in Christ we have redemption. In Christ we have. Everybody say, I have. have. Verse before says, who hath. Meaning, you have been already. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. Verse 14 says, in whom we have redemption. Well, the word redemption means to uh, deliver... By the payment of a price. To deliver by the payment of a price. So you've been delivered by the payment of a price. Well, what's the price? In whom we have redemption, deliverance by the payment of a price, through his blood. Through his blood. So the payment of the, or the price that was paid was the blood of Christ. The blood of Jesus. And it's the only thing that could actually purchase your redemption. The only thing that has redeemed us, the only thing that could redeem us. The blood of animals as they would use in the Old Testament. The blood of sacrifice, the blood of animals. They would do it year after year. And the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies with the blood for, the, for his own sins and for the sins of the people. He would carry that blood into the Holy of Holies, put it on the mercy seat. And then the sins were covered for a year. But Jesus, hallelujah. You were far off. You were without a covenant. You didn't have any uh, covenant with God. You didn't have uh, God. You didn't have Christ. You didn't. You were just without. We were all without. But we were drawn near, made near by the blood of Christ. And he'd take he, the the priest, high priest, would take that blood into the holy of holies. But Jesus, after his death. And resurrection, he took his blood into heaven itself, into holy, the holy of holies in heaven, and he placed his blood on the mercy seat of heaven, which gives you now the access into the holy of holies by the blood of Jesus, Hebrews tells us. So you have access into the holy of holies. You can actually go into God's presence. Oh my God. My Father, this is amazing grace. Hallelujah. This is amazing grace that God has shown to us that he has given us the ability to come into his holy of holies, into his very presence, into his, his, 
his secret place. Hallelujah. They, nobody gets to go unless they go by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And we come by the blood into this secret place, into the presence of God, and we can visit with God. Hallelujah. We can talk to God. God can talk to us. God can lead us. God can guide us. God can download some stuff. God can do some amazing things in his presence. In his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Praise God. Actually, that's where you're seated now. Hallelujah. The scripture says that you, we just read the prayer in Ephesians chapter 1. It says that he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that feels all in all, the fullness of God that feels all in all. Praise the Lord. The next chapter it tells you that you've been made alive together with Christ you've been raised together with Christ and you've been seated together with him in Christ you are seated together with Christ in heavenly places that's where you're seated whether you're conscious or aware of it or not the moment you were born again you were seated together with Christ in heavenly places you're in the kingdom of God and from that place you are to rule and to reign in life by one Jesus Christ hallelujah Romans 5 17 says much more they which receive the abundance of grace and what the gift of righteousness how is it a gift because Jesus paid it all Jesus paid for you to have the gift of righteousness and when you receive the gift of righteousness he said you shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ so you're raised and seated together with Christ you are reigning in life by one Jesus Christ you're reigning in this new New life, one translation says. It says, new life, and you're reigning in this life. Hallelujah. And you're in the kingdom of God and of Christ, the kingdom of his dear son. You're in this kingdom, and you're reigning in this kingdom, in life over the kingdom of darkness. So darkness cannot overcome you, but light overcomes darkness, and life overcomes death, and and Healing overcomes sickness and hallelujah. Jesus overcomes Satan. Hallelujah. Already has. Hallelujah. So it's all already done. But now we get to participate. Hallelujah. In his work already finished and complete. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. There's a sun shining on the inside. Hallelujah. There's a sun that lives on the inside. Jesus said, I and the Father will come and make our abode with you. You know what that means? That means they're going to take up residence. They're not just going to visit you for a few hours. They're going to, they're going to live on the inside of you. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has come. God sent the Holy Spirit. Jesus went up to heaven, but he said, the Father's going to send you another comforter. So the Holy Spirit, one likened to himself, Jesus left physically, but Jesus, 
God sent the Holy Spirit to live on the inside of you. Your body is actually described as the temple of God. God lives in your body because he lives in your spirit. Your spirit lives in your body. Hallelujah. God lives on the inside of you. Christ lives in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Man, it's just all over the map. Hallelujah. It's all over the Bible. It's something God has done, and he's done for you through his son. He's done through the blood of Christ. It is something God has done, and it exists. Exceeds anything that has happened in this world. It exceeds the fall of Adam. It overcomes the fall of Adam and the sin of the human race. It overcomes the world, the flesh, and the devil. It overcomes Satan's works. Hallelujah. It is a finished work of redemption. It is heaven come to earth. It is God showing up among men. It is Christ. He was the great I am. He was I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He was God manifest in the flesh. I mean, God came down here in the flesh. Praise God. God walked as a man and God, hallelujah, finished a work in the death of Christ, in the blood that he shed, and in the resurrection. You can't separate the blood from the resurrection because the finishing work. Hallelujah. When Jesus said it is finished on the cross, that means, uh, no, 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 listen to me. It's finished all he could do. He had done all he could do. It is finished. He gave up the ghost. It's up to you, Holy Ghost and God, Father God. That's true. He'd done all he could do. He had given it all. He had given it all. He would laid down it all. It's finished. I have done it all. All I could do. But the actual finish was after the resurrection. Hallelujah. (laughs) He stripped principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. He went up and got in his body and he was raised up physically. And then he went to heaven. He talked to to a few people, you know. Appeared to 500 brethren at once. So that'd hold up in any court. You got 500 witnesses plus all the other individuals. Hallelujah. That he appeared to. So he really did rise from the dead. Hallelujah. And Jesus went to heaven and he, what, what, what? What do you, what do you say? Mary, don't touch me. No, don't touch me. I've not yet ascended to my father. And what? Your father. Why? Because he was going to ascend to take his blood into the heavenly holy of holies. And once that's done, woo! It's done. It's finished. (laughs) Are you with me? Hallelujah. If you've heard it a little different way, just know this it's all finished. Praise God. It's all done. (laughs) It's all finished. Jesus did it all. Oh, my. Y'all listening good? Praise God.
Get to verse 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. In whom we, what? Have redemption. We have deliverance by the payment of a price. Through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Even the forgiveness of sins, that word would better be translated remission. Remission means cancellation of penalty and removal of guilt. Remission of sins. We have received redemption, deliverance by the payment of a price, and remission, cancellation of penalty and removal of guilt. So not only does God want to cancel your penalty, he wants to remove your guilt. Your shame. The devil is a big, big shame producer. He's a liar. He's a thief. Come on. He's a liar. He lies. He lies. He lies. He lies. He doesn't know how to do anything. He don't know how to speak the truth. He, there's no truth in him. He's a liar and the father of it, Jesus said. He's a liar, so all he can do is lie. He can't, he can't be honest. He can't, he can't, he can't do it. He's a liar. He's a thief. He's a robber. He came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So then, praise God forever. Anybody want to feel like running sometimes? Praise God. All right, we're going to go to verse 19 in the same chapter. Praise the Lord. At home, I don't have to restrain myself. I can just go ahead and praise God. <laughs> Might run a short distance, but glory to God. Run in circles. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to Jesus. Colossians 1.19. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. How much fullness? All the fullness of God dwell in him. It pleased the Father. Colossians 2.9 says, In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and we are complete in union with him, who is the head of all principality and power. He is the fountain of all authority. He is the head of all. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. He's Lord of all. He's head of the body of Christ. He's head of the kingdom of God. But he's also head over principalities and powers in the sense of they were they're created beings. And Jesus Christ is Lord in heaven, earth, and in hell. Hallelujah. What does that mean? That means that his name is above every name. It's Philippians 2. He humbled himself, became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee must bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. So, Amplified says beings in heaven, meaning angels, beings on the earth, meaning men, right? Beings under the earth. Demons. Right? All right, so they all have to bow. They all have to. Glory to God, because He is Lord. Hallelujah. 
All right, verse 20. And having made peace, how? Through the blood of his cross. By him to reconcile all things unto himself. Glory to God. Glory. Just pardon me for a minute. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And having made peace through the blood of his cross. God has made peace for us. By him to reconcile all things unto himself. All things to himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Things in earth or things in heaven are reconciled to Jesus. Then he says, and you. How many says, how many are glad he said you? And you means and you 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 all over the world. And you and you. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. Yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death. In the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. Holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. That's a wonderful promise. Through the blood of Jesus, through his death, through his flesh, giving his body, giving his life, said you are made holy. Ephesians 4.24 says, put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So he's made you holy. He's made you holy so you can come into his holy presence. He's made you unblameable. Unblameable. Unreprovable. That means the devil can't say something that's true. He has to lie to you. Because you're unblameable. Hallelujah. God said so. Unblameable. Unreprovable. So, the devil can't try to see what you're try to condemn you, condemn you, condemn you. This, 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 this. He will do that. He'll try. He's a liar. But Jesus, but God. Hallelujah. God has reconciled you unto Himself. All right. So now. You're reconciled, unreprovable. So your answer is God's answer. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Who? Not you, not anybody. The devil even trick you into believing your li- lies and then you condemn yourself. Self-condemnation. He's a liar. He's a thief. All right, so then. Hallelujah. Unblameable. But your answer is God has justified me. It's not, I did good, I did good, I, look, look, I did better, I did better, I did better than I did before. I did. No, it is God that justified. 
Who shall, who shall condemn? All right, he says, the answer is, it is Christ that has died. It is Christ that has risen. It is Christ that is making intercession for you at the Father's right hand.